This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage. In this way, we speak to women of influence and leadership. The infertility rate in Malaysia is estimated around 10 to 15% in couples of reproductive age, that's 14 to 45. And it's important to re- realize that infertility is common. The World Health Organization, WHO, has classified infertility as a disease that needs attention as early as possible. And here to talk more about this is Irene Kwan, the Chief Executive Officer of TMC Fertility and Women's Specialist Centre, TMC Fertility. Good morning, Irene. Good morning, Freda. I want to know a little bit about yourself before I get into this subject of infertility, you know, and of course your story with TMC. Oh, sure. Well, I'm a trained pharmacist, hospital pharmacist who's been in the healthcare sector for more than 20 years. I'm also a mother of uh, two beautiful children. So during my journey or in my career, no, I discovered that more and more of my friends, right, even among my peers, you know, they are finding it difficult or increasingly difficult conceive naturally. Right. I also see that a lot of people, they have trouble conceiving and all that, right? Yeah. Yes, correct. So, you know, and they look perfectly healthy. Doesn't seem to have any health issues and over the past, you know, they have very healthy lifestyles too, most of them. Right. Now, what was the cause? Mm. We just can't tell. And around this whole issue of infertility, though, is there still a huge stigma in Malaysia despite all our awareness talks and discussions? Yes, unfortunately, you know, despite all the awareness that's been trying to raise, right, the whole level of awareness is still actually low among nations, especially on the availability of our fertility treatment options. Right. Okay. You know, when do couples usually come to see you? And actually, when is it a time for couples to seek help from fertility specialists? Uh, well, now, infertility is usually how we define things is the inability to conceive naturally after 12 months, which is a year of regular unprotected intercourse. Hmm. So if the couple has already tried for a year or more, well, they should actually um, speak to a fertility specialist to find out more. Right. And so when this is the case, though, do they come and see you after a year or do they wait a little bit longer before they actually start seeking help? Unfortunately, no. Most of them come to us after six years of trying or even eight years. Or we have even couples who have been trying for 10 years before they actually start in to speak to our uh, fertility specialist. Okay. Now, even this whole with uh, a year kind of thing, what about the age considerations? You know, like maybe because you're, you're a bit older and it's more difficult to conceive. When do you start thinking about it? Is there a consideration when it comes to age? Definitely, age will play an important role here. Our younger patients generally seems to be easier to get pregnant. However, it's not true for now. Okay. We are seeing, you know, there are younger patients who may also have uh, fertility issues. So it, is, it may not be really due to age itself. So it could be uh, due to other factors. It could be due to factors like chromosomal abnormalities. Mm. So fertility challenges can arise at any life stage, not right. just at the later stage. So even younger couples aren't immune to them. Conditions okay. like fallopian tube blockage or even polycystic ovarian syndrome, in short, PCOS, 
or even endometriosis as well. These are actually not age-dependent. They can affect women of all ages. Right. Now, I want to ask as well, though, when they come to you, is it usually the women or the men with the challenge? Majority <laughs> are actually women who actually step out to seek help first. Okay. But, but it takes two hands to clap, isn't it? Okay, so, but usually when you look at these cases, though, uh, it's usually the women which have challenges, you know, or is it the men also with challenges? Well, actually, according to statistics, right, women do contribute about up to one third. And then the men will be another one third as well. Okay. So the remaining one third of the reason both combine, so women and men. Okay. And, and so do, in do, general, it's always yeah. 50-50. Yeah, so it's almost 50-50. So, okay, so when they come to you, we check both the men and the women, right? Correct. <laughs> and lifestyle plays a big role as well. Yes, definitely. Because of the, all the lifestyle changes, we're all within smoking, even drinking. Right. Without that, will affect fertility. Okay. Now, I know that what TMC Fertility has done, that over uh, 6,500 babies have been delivered through IVF, right? Is that the last resort? Is IVF the last resort? What are the other options available before IVF? Well, actually, before IVF, there are some other options as well. If it's being discovered at the earliest stage, you know, some patients can actually resort to IUI. Patients can actually resort to a simple lifestyle changes first. Okay. And usually yeah. what are these lifestyle changes? No drinking, no smoking, exercise, what? Exercise. Quit your, quit, quit your job. <laughs> well, not, not just, you know, because this is how life is carried on, right? But, you right. know, I think everything in moderation. But smoking and drinking definitely is a no-no. That will be a good start. Right. Exercise and uh, good dietary control as well. That will actually uh, uh, help. So lifestyle changes that definitely mm. will help. But it will not be able to apply for all as well. So there are some patients who also require additional help. So it's like lending a, a helping hand to nature as well. Mm. So what are the techniques that we can use in uh, in assisting patients to get pregnant? You know, for example, intrauterine insemination, IUI. Okay. So this is specially prepared sperm, which is placed directly in the uterus to increase the chances of fertilization. Okay. Then another option, of course, what we discussed is in vitro fertilization IVF, which is a popular right. method where eggs and sperm are brought together outside the body, forming embryos that are then placed back into the uterus. Okay. We also so, have intrasystoplasmic sperm injection, HC. Mm-hmm. Here, where a single sperm is directly injected into the egg to help it to fertilize. Okay. So this whole thing, right, it's called the art, right? The assisted reproductive technology. Yes, correct. Okay. So these are the options available. Now, I want to talk about, you know, you also oversee Thompson TCM and TMC Care Pharmacy, right? So I guess when you talk about your role, uh, how do these entities support each other? Actually, we just had the corporate restructuring. So the TMC Mm -hmm. Care Pharmacy is no longer under my portfolio. Right. Yeah. Thompson TCM was until mid-August. Right. Yeah. So if you want to like rephrase, maybe we can use like Thompson TCM to support that. I think TMC Care Pharmacy not so much directly involved because it's a retail pharmacy business. Mm -hmm. But whereas for Thompson TCM, it is a unique add-on 
aware, it actually contributes more towards the whole holistic approach. Right. Okay. So increase the chances of uh, successful pregnancy and also live birth as well. So we use uh, TCM techniques like acupuncture or even cupping right. to actually regulate and modulate back the condition of the body to make it more conducive. Okay, it's so interesting, right? Because this all interplay and this also uh, you're combining East and West and, you know, both have their their bases as well. Uh, we'll continue our conversation uh, about this uh, in just a moment. I'm here with Irene Kwan from TMC Fertility. Stay tuned to Her Vantage BFM 89.9. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage. In this way, we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Irene Kwan, uh, the CEO of TMC Fertility and Women's Specialist Centre, TMC Fertility. And of course, earlier on, we are talking about how, you know, infertility is still a stigma in Malaysia where it's still not discussed and people come to you a little too late, right? And you were talking about the various sources and how also the TCM works together as well. So I guess in that case, it's also dependent on the patients, whether they're open to it and are, are most patients open to other methods before IVF? Yes, there are patients who are more eager to actually try out other options first before they actually explore IVF. So to some patients, especially depending on their age and also medical conditions as well. Mm-hmm. So they can actually still opt for other options, which patients are more open, like TCM, right. lifestyle changes, even nutritional uh, guidance and weight management support as well. Okay. You say depending on their age, usually around what age? Generally, if it's 35 and above, usually... Mm. The doctors may, they may also also opt to go straight for IVF. Right. Time is a factor. TikTok, TikTok, right? Correct. Um, correct. <laughs> I, okay, I'm so yeah, glad this day, this day is past me already. Now, what about your, couple, your advice for couples who aren't sure whether they want to start a family just yet? Do we talk about things like, you know, freezing your eggs and stuff like that? Yes, correct. I think mm-hmm. what we will encourage is, you know, have it check out earlier. So even if you're not ready or you have not decided to start family yet, you know, have a check out. And even the singles, mm. check out the fertility condition or status and then make informed decision. So right. if they are not ready to embark on a parenthood journey yet, you know, you can consider freezing your kids first. Right. Even if you don't have, you're not a couple yet, right? Uh, as, yes. a, as a woman, start just doing this before, you know, uh, just get that ready. And, and usually when you talk about freezing your eggs, right, what is the recommended period for people to freeze their eggs if they're not sure? Usually, is there a cutoff in terms of the age? Usually, above 35, that is already uh, slightly older. But mm-hmm. generally now, most the scenario is, right, most of the women that actually come to us to freeze their eggs, they're actually between 35 to 40. Okay. Well, you can still get a pretty good Announced and also quality eggs, you know, but if they start freezing it earlier, right, the age of their eggs is actually definitely younger. Okay, okay. So, so we, we highly recommend that if they can come like before 30, it will be best. And then keep it first. So you can right. decide, right, when you want to use it later, when you meet Mr. Right, or once okay. you have already achieved what you want in life, 
right. enough for traveling and you have developed your career and all that. So that's a choice. But when it's done too late, then mm. the quality and the quantity of the eggs are actually compromised. So we do have patients who come to us who are actually 43 years old to 45. Mm-hmm. Probably the oldest that they have so far for egg free foods, all right? right? Now, we don't stop patients from doing that either. But of mm. course, you know, once we have done the procedure, we will also advise them and let them okay. know. So we do our best. Okay. Okay, so you freeze your mm. eggs and when do you have to utilize them? Is there an age limit after that? Before well, menopause. <laughs> Yes, we will encourage you to actually use it, of course, before menopause. But we we do have patients who come in, well, not, not for first child, but we also mm. have uh, patients who come in for second child, right, as old as we need. But right. we are not advocating that. Okay. Yeah. As much as... Yeah. Correct. So the, the younger they are, and of course, we also have to take care of the maternal health, you know, carrying the baby full term and in grill, and then start the journey of parenthood. It is, can be very tedious. So we encourage that, you know, if they can, you know, once they make the decisions, you know, come as early as possible. Right. Okay. Now, I want to ask as well, you know, what are the options if they don't have the finances? Because doing something like this is not cheap either. But of course, now, even our government has already um, set up, like, um, you can withdraw from BPF to actually assist that. So they are also installment payment, which Mm -hmm. is made available. So you don't have to, like, work out a lump sum to pay it. Right. And currently, so, we are also speaking to an insurance broker company to actually develop fertility insurance package as well for our patients. Wow. Well, it's still at a very preliminary discussion, but right. we hope to really pull it off because we are seeing this trend actually in other countries, like in, even in China. Right. They are already including or covering this. Okay, and and China needs to do that. I guess like being the CEO here, right? You know, what are, what are your plans for TMC Fertility? For TMC Fertility? What's your vision? Yes. So, so at TMC Fertility, our business plan actually focuses a lot on innovation and transformative change. Mm. We are harnessing advanced technologies so to enhance fertility treatments ensuring personalized care as well for each individual. So our strategic initiatives include research collaborations to develop cutting-edge solutions, fostering holistic patient experience, and promoting fertility awareness through education and community engagement. So by combining science, compassion, and education, we are driving a paradigm shift in the fertility landscape, providing more options, greater support, and also improved outcomes for our patients. Right. When you talk about community programs, what are you doing? We do work with NGOs to reach out to groups who are actually facing these issues, but perhaps because of the stigma that they are not willing to step out, we will even discuss about it. Right. And then we are also actively providing uh, community talks, you know, working mm-hmm. with uh, even corporate side and also at governmental level as well to actually mm-hmm. raise the awareness Okay, so when you talk about groups that are not willing to talk about it, can you tell me what sort of groups that are not willing to talk about it? Well, groups are actually that probably are held back by cultural beliefs. Because ah. Malaysia is a diverse country, right? They be right. various cultural and even religious beliefs as well. So these mm. beliefs can actually influence certain individuals, you know, with their okay. attitudes towards the fertility treatments. Okay. So certain 
religious or even cultural perspective, you know, may not encourage them to seek specific fertility interventions. Wow, okay, okay. Interesting. Huh? And you talked about research as well. What kind of research are you, are you doing at the moment uh, within, I guess, within TMC Fertility? Well, we have um, uh, one of our pioneering services, you know, include the launching or introduction of our fertility gene code and my mm-hmm. gene code, which is a groundbreaking genetic screening solutions that identify potential fertility causes, genetic needs, and also precision medicine. Right. We are the first centre in this region to introduce precision medicine for IVF treatment. That allows us to actually personalise IVF treatments, right, according to each individual genetics makeup. Right. So other than pharmacogenomics, you know, we also um, employ um, certain technology like microfluidic sperm selection, where we actually select the best champion sperms to fertilize. Okay. We also use um, AI-enhanced IVF for embryo selection. Right. Okay. So these are the, the kind of things, where, how advanced we get with technology as well, right? Yes. Uh, but yeah, but it's still, you know, I, I don't know whether maybe things were not talked about earlier on or whether it's more pertinent. Or not. I, I'm just saying that in, in my time, you know, it, you don't hear as many people saying they have infertility or they don't talk about it. But it just seems a little bit more of a prevalent issue nowadays and, and with younger couples as well, right? Uh, so your advice, I guess, would be uh, seek help. What was that the message again? After one year. Yes. Actually, okay. for couples, for patients who are actually above 35 years old, we mm-hmm. will encourage that within six months of unprotected intercourse, right. you should seek help with me. Ah, okay. So if you're younger than 35, if you have been trying for up to 12 months and no success yet, better seek help. Okay, and if you're 35 and above, six months, uh, time to get some help, right? Uh, thanks for, for spending the time with us. I was speaking to Irene Kwan, the Chief Executive Officer of TMC Fertility and Women's Specialist Centre, TMC Fertility. This is Frida Liu. You've been listening to Her Vantage, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.